most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Have you ever thought what it would be like to see a person's head amputated? Think of things so horrible that the human mind cannot imagine them. See all this and more when you see on stage, in person, that crazy mix up. I like being set apart from people. I like to be hated. Safe Word with Jason Rouse. Welcome to another episode of Rouse About uh, on the show today. Uh, Zach Gallman. Uh, I said it right. I, I do that uh, very... Um, I'm really bad with uh, last names. A lot of my friends have very, uh, quote, foreign names. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you've looked at any Scandinavian names or even especially Russian. The oh, yeah. letters do not line up. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, spent three weeks in Lithuania with the Zydrunas Savickas. Sorry, you spent three weeks? In Lithuania with the Zydrunas ah. who's the world's strongest man guy. And the actual way you pronounce his name is Zydrunas Savitskis. Yes. And it's just weird because it doesn't look like that at all. But, you know, we're Americans, so whatever. Yeah, I literally have to take a pencil and uh, break, uh, draw lines through the name and then spread them apart and try and sound them out. But it even makes it worse and worse. Yeah. The more you try and complicate it, the farther off you are from the pronunciation. <laughs> and usually, with, like, Gallman is pretty straightforward. Yeah. And uh, we were talking earlier, uh, Swiss. Yeah, Swiss and Austrian is uh, the main that came altitude festival in switzerland and uh in france there's a comedy festival uh which i haven't done i was i did one of the earlier ones a few of them where you fly in this is when i lived in london you fly into france and then you uh go through all the way through the french alps and during the day you snowboard or ski yeah. on any of the mountain uh mountain with the passes and equipment that the promoters uh, supplied with a beautiful chalet and these fucking breakfast in the morning and it's, oh man. And then you uh, go and do the show at night for all the skiers and snowboarders. And then the next day you get in a bus and they take you to another resort. You snowboard all day, you do the shows at night. It was fucking great. I didn't make it to the Geiger Museum. Uh, did you know H.R. Geiger? Alien. Prometheus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my buddy, uh, Big Robbie, who was the big giant guy in Prometheus. Okay. Filmed in Iceland, by the way. Yeah, Iceland's beautiful. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, I know you're talking about Finland, but why not... Uh, hey, I got an idea. We're going to talk a little shop. Okay, let's talk to you. So, June next year, I'm doing the um, uh, uh, Reykjavik... A comedy fest or a fringe festival uh -huh. in Iceland. Uh, strong man turned stand up comedian doing a one man show in Reykjavik in front of a bunch of Icelandic monsters. That would be fun, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because you get to talk a little bit about your current life and your past life and kind of long form storytelling. You're not kind of really subjected to that, those punchlines that you have to deliver every time in a comedy club. You could tell a 10 minute story about a hilarious gym antidote or what actually people have to go through. But uh, what is in Iceland particularly? Because you see it in Norway. There's not a lot of Swedish strongmen, are there? It's mostly Norwegian, Icelandic, uh, Baltic. It's Sweden has a history of it. Um, Magnus Samuelsson. But uh, yeah, Iceland, I think it's just because it's a small island full of Vikings that they just kind of all bred to be these giant human beings. Same with Norway and Holland. Yeah, it's weird, the Dutch, man. Yeah. I really thought them as more hobbitish type folks, <laughs> but they tall. are fucking giant. Yeah. I think average height is like 6'2 or something like that. Uh, what you, if you had to put a pin on anywhere in the... 
if you were gonna breed with somebody, <laughs> where would it be? Yeah, probably Norway or Iceland. Ooh. I remember when uh That's cold. I went to Iceland. <laughs> I went to the hot springs. And there was this like six foot three the, red. The head blue lagoon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I fell in love with her immediately. It was just Yeah, and it's weird because there's no blemishes. No? The skin oh, and the hair, everything's fresh and clean. Yeah, they're just out in nature all the time. Like even the cities are just yeah, it's, um, I had done, uh, I've only been to Iceland once, and we went to all the geysers and the yeah. hot springs and stuff, but that uh, Blue Lagoon is out near the airport, and they take you there on your way out before you go to the airport. It's, what a way to leave a, another, I kind of feel like Rick and Morty when you're there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's another moon altogether. That's what surprised me is, it's just, it looks like Mars when you're driving out to yeah. the Blue Lagoon. It's just, you know volcanic rock everywhere and I don't know if they still do it but I know when I was there uh, if you flew an Iceland air to Europe you could extend your stay up to two weeks for free completely so. how great is that to stimulate tourism and it that airport is a, a, I've, I've had a lot of probably a half a dozen stopovers before I actually exited the airport oh, yeah. um, it's very small and clean. It looks like a genius bar at the Apple store. Oh, yeah. But, uh, they have so many good food, like so much good food, too. That's what I love about the foreign airports. Like in Norway, the sandwiches are the shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I get? Is the shrimp salad uh, yeah. on the flatbread with the hard-boiled egg and the yep. dill and a squeeze of lemon and the mayonnaise and the shrimp. It doesn't look... Like, first of all, seafood in the morning, I've never, ever looked for it. But that little tasty Swedish Scandinavian snack, and I think there is some subtleties. So I got Swedes and Norwegian people screaming right now, going, <laughs> we make a different one. <laughs> they always try and separate themselves. Yeah. They can half understand each other. Uh, but I do enjoy it when they start to try and speak. Swedes start to talk to Norwegians, and the region is not lined up enough that they can understand each other, so they switch to English. And then their English is bad, and they're embarrassed, and I make fun of them. And then That's what I noticed. They get Finland, drunk. It's fucking, you see the signs are English, Finnish, and Swedish. Yeah, mm. you, can, you can understand the Swedish ones. The Finnish ones are fucking way off on that field. But yeah. The Swedish ones, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, 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 because you, you can tell what words have been used to their language uh, over the last hundred years. <laughs> yeah, this is a one-man camera crew. Um, but yeah, but you, and you probably picked up on this just from looking at the language, too, is when you listen to them, you can, over time, you kind of get an ear for the, the English words that are kind of Swedished up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Me again. Yep. And how much I smell like piss. <laughs> and why is he always naked in public? I actually spent a good six, seven months trying to learn Norwegian because uh, she should all not be named was you know, the reason I moved out here. We were X whatever bullshit. Uh, so you didn't come out here for comedy? You came out here on the back of a relationship? Well, I came out here for comedy, but that was kind of the thing that prompted me to get, you know, throw a set of balls and fucking actually do it. Okay, so yeah. you were like, it's right at my front door. This is the best opportunity. Yep. It's literally beckoning me. Exactly. I got no excuses. Uh, started comedy during COVID or? Uh, like right after. I, we broke up. I did three or four mics and hopped down in my car and bag of clothes and drove down here. Lived in my car for like two to three months. Been doing comedy since, so. So you've been, you've probably ago. done, what, 150 shows? 150 shows? Uh, Mike's probably not shows, though. Okay, yeah, oh, Mike. Yeah. You've been on yeah. stage about 150 times. Probably, yeah. Not, I try to do about six or seven mics a week. Six or seven mics a week? Like, I always tell these guys, I'm like, look, I can explain structure and, and comedy, but realistically... Three times a week, minimum. Yeah. Minimum. If you can get 15 spots a week, take them. 
That's the crazy thing about down here is like I do six to seven, I still feel like a piece of shit because six to seven still, but because you know it's all reps. Yeah. 100%. It's stretch, curl, stretch, curl. I always use the uh, horseshoe analogy of just heating up the metal, hammering it in the shape, throwing it in the bucket. You're just making horseshoes all day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you got to get a bucket of horseshoes because you got to take those things to market. This is the old bucket of ha-has. <laughs> and um, there's no cheat codes or anything. And you, you've probably seen this. I don't know if you apply any of your kind of your lifestyle to the uh, discipline of uh, comedy, but um, there's no way around the stage time, and anybody who's avoiding it as a for five years and under comic, you're a fool. There's guys still waiting for their the venues to let them in without masks at full capacity in places, and I tell them there's like. Is there 50 or 100 open mics in Austin? God, I just, every week there's probably three to four each night, so it's that four times. There's probably 30 to 40 mics every week. 30 to 40 mics every week. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. If you're actually trying to get good at comedy as a newbie, there's really nowhere else on the planet. Um, this is, you know this Hollywood transplant situation that you've seen with Death Squad and the Kill Tony show and Brian and all that. Uh, did you have any idea that all this was coming to town? Uh, you clearly are following comedy to a certain degree before you started doing it. Yeah, I've been a huge, like I've wanted to be a comic my entire life. Yeah. I just never really knew how and never had the balls to do it. And then, uh, yeah, you know, you I, a lot of people came here for Rogan, I think. I actually kill Tony coming. You down look here was like the, the guy who would have, but has not. What's that? Come for oh, Rogan. Yeah. All the slobs <laughs> think Rogan's gonna give them abs and vitamin supplements and make them rich and famous. You guys are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things I never expected. Like, hey, I'm gonna wind up hanging out with Rogan, but I was like, I could get on Kill Tony. Fucking right, so you can. I've been up three times. Uh, enjoyed each time. You know, did well. And uh, that kind of spurred me just to want to do it more. I think it was in the first two or three months here I was up. And... Yeah, well, you know from the Kill Tonys, uh, not only just watching, which is highly entertaining, uh, yeah. and um, it's literally a crash course on show business. Yeah and what to do and what not to do because everyone going on that stage they have a, have a utopia on how it's going to go and i know that you frequent enough to see it all do when it crumbles it's like wow. we're already giggling there's some i can't even there's been well, some life ending experiences on that show and like tony tony lays it out every week he yeah. says just answer the fucking questions yeah. and nobody everybody tries to be a comedian when they're doing an interview and it's like just answer It'd be all right. You know how many people have no idea of the dynamic of that? See, me and Jared have been over this. We've watched it. I've been grilling him like some sort of crazy football documentary. Like, I was going to say basketball diaries, but that wasn't that where those kids were on heroin that had the blow guys? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Leonardo DiCaprio? Right? Yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves, right? Sucking dick in the Yeah, subway. no, I don't want Jared <laughs> to do that movie. <laughs> uh, any of those... Uh, <laughs> Athletic programs, yeah, someone's smoking cannon. Yeah, I was a little nervous about what the marijuana uh, laws down here. Not necessarily the laws, but how, how Texas, Texas is going to be, even though Austin uh, seems to be more of a uh, farmer's market. Yeah, I, I moved down here, I was like, fuck, where am I going to find a weed? I think within the first week I had five plugs. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Most of it's trash. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do though? I got spoiled in California. You know, you're down there with fucking guys that host their own dope shows. You know what I mean? So yeah. by association, you don't have a choice but to smoke the gold shit. And then you go anywhere else and it's like cedar shingles and a rolled up napkin. This is the best shit we got. Yeah, well, I'm, there's blood in my urine from smoking this. I, uh, so every year I work at World's Strongest Man. 
You work at World's Strongest Man? Yeah, I do the equipment crew. So basically we build, fabricate stuff. We do all the setups. So you watch World's Strongest Man, I'm in a lot Fabricate of though, like you're actually making hardware? Yeah. Welding, cutting steel? Yeah. So really? if you watch this year's, they're doing a stone over like the... Oh, so you guys are designing the, the equipment for yeah. the events yeah. and installing it all. That's fucking cool. Some of it. Some greater. of it comes prefab. Yeah. But uh... Because there's specs to staple events, like yeah. the cannonball on top of the barrel. Yep. Yeah, so those, I mean. I like that one, by the way. The toes, my toes, <laughs> just kind of just go, you're going to fuck it and take your foot and flatten out your duck foot with a 75-pound a stone. Honestly, that's that's usually the, the least of your worries with those. A lot of times what happens is guys will like, shift to one side and then blow out their knee or something mm. but uh mm. so i was i was out in sacramento for world strongest man and uh last year i got one of the guys from we'll just say eastern europe high as shit so this year he went out to a dispensary he goes hey come smoke with me i was like all right fuck yeah i've never been more high in my life this thing i fuck yeah i don't think he knew what he was buying this thing had crystals fucking heath yeah rolled and yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it and it because it feels dense like some of the joints you pick up and it feels like a piece of wood. Yeah, it's it's got oh, there's hat uh, four grams of hash in it, it looks like a candle. Yeah, I went to my room, sat in my shower, and just stared at the wall for 45 minutes. I, I love staring at the wall for 45 minutes. Um, Austin. You moved from Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Isn't Red Band from Columbus? Yeah, him, uh, he's from, I think, a suburb. And then, uh, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated in 2001, but I grew up in New Jersey. Ooh, 2001. Yeah. That was a good year for me. Was it? Yeah, a lot of cool things happened. It was the beginning of the end of my uh, career in Canada, but I, uh, I had really just got to a level of proving everybody wrong and uh, there was nowhere else to go. I kind of swam to the top of the water and what do you call it when you break the water and you like a submarine? Uh, I, uh, you get the bends from going up to, uh, from the water too much. I smoked earlier by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Um, um, I would have fucking the hyperbaric-y uh, thing, the bends, you get the bends. The bends yeah, yeah I, I surfaced so much I had the bends when I got to the top <laughs> because I had uh, all those bubbles in my blood. I just didn't care. And when I crested to the top of the water, <laughs> I um, it started to implode on itself. But I remember 2001 distinctly. It was a good time. Yeah, it was, uh, I graduated high school. I went to the army when I was 17. I left August 30th, or August 24th, 2001, and 9-11 happened three weeks later. So that was my fun time. Did they, you, you're clearly on standby. Like, did they, is there a phone call saying, we know you're out, no, but no, you might no. be back in? So I, I signed, I did four years active, one year National Guard, and then what they do is they have like three years or however, whatever your contract is, they can call you back, but I was done in like 2009. A lot of ex-military guys doing comedy here. And when I say a lot, there's probably about four or five of you guys. Yeah. 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 All this, all, I don't, and you know what? None of you guys are loud mouths. Nah. I never hear you, blah, blah, blah. You're all pretty quiet. I, it's hard to even know who's in comedy. Uh, yeah, it's a really different thing. Like I was telling Ben Horn, uh, you guys have already done all the heavy lifting in your life. Yeah. Seriously. Like, really, I see you, you get it. He doesn't seem to grasp it at this point, but you will, <laughs> motherfucker. You will. Um, that's way more difficult. And if you put that in a place that you're like, like, Ben, none of these guys could even do anything that you've done in your military career. So what are you crying about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Except that repetition is the rest of your life, but there's no reason to be bummed this is a good time yeah no one no one cares about you guys it's perfect yeah exactly 
It's fucking perfect. Just let me, give me some elbow room that I can carry this as far as I can. Because uh, if I get ushered up through some sort of political bullshit, uh, you know, Jared needs the boost. Yeah. You know what I mean? The guy's a booster guy. No one goes, how the fuck, how come that guy? If he wasn't delivering, you go back to the bus, but he delivers, so, but, um, yeah, I don't understand. I look at a lot of military strategies and uh, the discipline of it to do comedy. And, um, you know, I look at it as a, you're really at war with yourself now. 100%. You know what I mean? You gotta be the worst drill sergeant. Um, you have to be the most self-abusive person. That's why I love comedy, because, you know, Army, then strongman for 15 years, where I made it to a pretty high level, and now I suck at something again. I enjoy it. You know, I, but it's your boat. Yeah. That's the cool part is. Exactly. It's all it's, me. It's all fucking you. There's something about getting in the boat and rowing by yourself. Yeah. I don't know. Is there some sort of caveman thing of like, uh, of like, all right, here we go, adventure. Yeah. It ain't going to kill me. I've been shot at before. I've been screamed at. I've been tired. I've been hungry. My bones have been broken, battered and bruised. Fucking weather cold temperatures hot temperatures stress under a huge 24 7 you can't even sleep through the night because you might get kicked into active duty like a fucking fireman (laughs) so now you got this thing going on it's you see any of the comment it's all self they did bad so much bad cocaine here (laughs) that their handshakes like they did three tours (laughs) so why not just do the tours and someone will actually put your a name on the board opposed to going that open micer died. <laughs> you know, I, I like doing things that scare the shit out of me. You know, even with lifting, it's, mm-hmm. I'm going for a max effort or something. And it doesn't scare me. Yeah. It's not heavy enough, you know? And so, you gotta do shit that challenges you. Know? It's comedy fucking. A, just the physicality of getting out there every fucking night is tiring as shit. Yeah. And then just being up and alone with your thoughts and trying to defend them in front of the fucking audience is scary as fuck. Yeah, and, try, and building that boat, you know, and people get in, you collaborate with other creative people, business types and stuff, but if you're constantly on the dock trying to wave somebody over so you can hop in the boat, you're going to fucking starve to death on vacation. Too. Like when you do get input from other people, it's like, yeah, I, I like that, but it's not how I want to present it. So you might get help from people, but it's still at the end of the day, you got to make that decision whether or not you actually want to say that. So. And sometimes the acknowledgement from somebody that uh, a credible person in the entertainment industry is just enough to keep you going. Anyway, somebody throwing you a bone like, hey, uh, my opener didn't show up. Can you introduce Bill Burr? Yeah. And you're like, wow, I've only got really good five minutes. Perfect. Right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's nice when you get that DM and somebody's just like, hey, I want you on the show here, here. Yeah. All right. Maybe this is actually working. I think I've made more money in comedy than I have in Strongman already. So. <laughs> yeah, especially... You know, it's not cheap to... There's a lot of groceries involved. Yeah. A lot of food. No, this is uh, after any kind of athletic and uh, military training. The comedy thing is like, oh, I just have to show some discipline. To have the repetition to, to make this thing work. It's like a sniper. You're just shooting targets, you know what I mean? The wind's going to change direction no matter what. You need to make the compensation on the sights and get your shot right, make sure it hits in the mark, and then reload. I want to be a sniper. (laughs) Have you been shooting out here yet? No. It's a place to do it. I know it is, I know it is. This is something I'm going to do around Christmas, I think. Just go around. 
Yeah, I'm gonna pick up a gun, I think maybe in February. You just gotta dive right in, get some, you know, fully automatic, like a 50 cal. Yeah, it's packing it. You know, now I gotta find storage for these things. I got a couple of guitars that I'm like, you know, uh, now I gotta store these things. But uh, a handgun, uh, for sure. Yeah. If I get in more of a situation where I actually can have a locked uh, compartment bolted to the floor of my house, because I get a lot of weirdos around. Uh, it's awesome everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of weirdos. Got some stalkers, some psychos, death threats. I had a kid say he was going to shoot me in the face at my show. Sending me messages for two, three years from praising me to threatening my life. Clearly, a schizophrenic kid. Oh, yeah. And um, I videos too. He did send me some nude photos of himself, <laughs> which I didn't appreciate because I was trying to be sympathetic to his mental health issue. Yeah. But when it became like threatening and stuff, I, um, I, uh, I just. I wasn't even replying anyway, but I had to take some of it seriously when he said where he was going to do it and how he was going to do it. Long story short, he shows up at my show. Uh, we identified him by his name because in his Hotmail address, it said his first, uh, a first and last name. Google, it turns out he goes to high school in my hometown. And I'm about to perform there in about a month and now he's sent me letters of death. And um, my friend, as I'm telling him a story in the kitchen, explained to him, I think that kid sitting up there with the duffel bag is the guy. And he shits. He goes, I'm calling the cops. I go, don't you <laughs> He goes, I, I'm calling, I'm calling. I'm like, fuck, man. I didn't, this is before the show, man. I just want to get this done. He doesn't got a gun. Let's get it over with. Cops come. I'm walking up the stairs to go have a cigarette, and the cops do this. Like I'm dressed kind of like this, yeah. and they get ready to tackle me, take <laughs> me down, right? And, I, and my friend goes, "No, no, no, not him, not him." He's <laughs> over there. We go. The cops, four cops, go over to him, open his bag, some papers, and a mason jar with a dead rat in it, big black rat. I thought it was a cat or something, but it was a rodent. And um, it might have been a squirrel even, I don't know. It was thick and black, juice, rat juice in the yeah. jar. And they go, we just found a dead rat. Oh, so he's just a fan then. <laughs> <laughs> Not a gun. And they uh, pulled him aside and wanted me to talk to him. Like, I don't want to, there's nothing to say. They were to say in front of me and him that he was uh, not to contact me anymore, which lasted about a year. And then he started, and it, it never happened again. But it was uh, a weird time. Weird time. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, I haven't had any death threats or anything crazy yet, so mm -hmm. I'm sure it's got to be. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You hear what happened to 
to Larry? <laughs> what? Fucking baby. Oh no, where, where? Oh my god, Larry was, he would drink so much with his Larry. That's how he's felt about my friends getting married, and now I'm the only one of my friend group that's not. Now I'm like turning into the guy that their wives don't want around, you know? I was just about to bring that up. I usually <laughs> wait for their kids to, be, to turn five, and then I start reaching out to my pals again. But more times than not, the wife, fuck, no, in the background, I, I, Rouse is in town. No! <laughs> fuck that guy. You've got a family. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. But um, most of them are on their third pig by now. Second hog, fifth marriage. What a fucking mess. You losers, get rid of them. Come on the road with me. Live on pizza. Yeah, family only lasts so long. Comedy lasts forever. Oh yeah, it's gross. It's so gross, the babies. Good men taken out by a placenta bag. What a bunch of pigs. So they could bust a load inside her. Yeah, would you want to be loved? Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. That's funny, there's a guy with a baby stroller with two young infants in it. And the one little girl looked up looking like this, like, hey, we're trying to live over here. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to be so aggro on ending childhood. So you can't swim in here, but you can fish it? Yeah, apparently. I've seen a, some decent sized uh, largemouth bass in this uh, area here. Now, I don't know what... I assume you can't eat them. Look, Lake Ontario is the largest freshwater lake in the world, I think. Uh, and it's so poisonous. I, you get so sick from the water, yet people are eating uh, smelts, the little sardines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckets of them out of there. So I don't know what that mercury levels are like, but I think this is more of a, uh, like I say, a parasite okay. from, the, from the bad shit where... Where I'm from, it's the steel mills that have been poured. Holy shit, just crimes against humanity, just forever. And it makes me angry when I see the photos of that same body of water in the 30s and stuff. And it's just beautiful. People are splashing around in it now. But this place is pretty tidy, right? Like, I don't know what your home life was like as far as the landscape, but. Uh, this is a, a pretty broad, uh, you know, with this Colorado River, the city. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. Downtown is terrifying. <laughs> you know, this is so tranquil, you know, it's wild. Yeah, once you get outside of downtown, Austin's gorgeous. I mean, downtown's yeah. fucking shit show, but. Yeah. Um, where I'm from, New Jersey, it's all woods, hiking, shit like that, so. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea, like deer and shit. Oh, yeah. We have, bears are like squirrels around me. They're fucking everywhere. Wow. What are, you, what are you doing? Uh, is it brown bears? Uh, it's mostly black bears. Black bears. So this brown bears are the bigger ones. Yeah. yeah. They're more out west and up north. I went down a wolf rabbit hole. I follow a couple of them. I was toying with the idea of getting some sort of wolf. <laughs> getting a wolf? I yeah, I was getting, I was thinking about getting a roll, wolf or, or, or uh, a raven. But I'd walk around, I'd call myself Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> and I'd do all Edgar Allan Poe poems, but all done like in like, as Gigi Allen. <laughs> right? I like it. I, I think it'd be fun. That. Edgar Allan Poe with his raven. <laughs> and he's always got brown mud on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just bird shit about a foot thick down the back of my jacket. I come out like Mark Twain. Pretty sure there's one or two of those guys on 6th Street already. Oh, I just spit on myself. Um, <laughs> I noticed that one dude who just walks around like a 7 foot fucking python on 6th Street all the time. And yeah, these assholes and their <laughs> reptiles, because they're not like, these guys didn't go through a series of university checks for handling reptiles. No. This is some guy that sold coke, okay? <laughs> Still and some coke. junkie comes in there and goes, I got a snake. Do you want to trade? He goes, like, hell yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to be the snake guy this summer and walk around. It's not like they got the teeth out of the snake. No. It's still teethy. Yeah, they probably bought it at six feet and it grew to seven. And now they're like, yeah. And the guy's this been feeding baby. it like Doritos and <laughs> Jolt Cola and stuff. Yeah. 
hard to keep I a back like wheel in this town. Is there a note on the handlebars? John Gentile? I don't know. I think it's Spanish. That's hilarious. Some guy, uh, rental bike. Community garden. I plant some marijuana plants in there. What are your kids into? Oh, they pulled down this, this wall here. Yeah, I do. There's a lot of nice, uh, I found the older I get, the more I'm getting into, like, plants and shit. Well, you see some of the value of nature. You know, when your porthole is your fucking screen of your phone, man, you lose a bit of yourself. And, uh, you know, it sounds cliche, these old wives' tales and shit, but they're around for a reason. You know, stop and smell the roses, you know, is a good metaphor for life. Stopping, I think, is you're not stopping. You're just kind of acknowledging and taking a beat to connect with nature. And this is where I get stung by a bee on the eyeball. Look <laughs> at these things. Super cool. They look like a uh, like some hipster weed pipe. They they turn anything yeah. into anything. I got super excited when I found out I had a fig tree in my backyard. Ooh, fig tree. What's the uh, yield on that like? Like, do you get fruit from it every year? Uh, it was like an the first olive year tree. I knew about it. And, um, I mean, they're growing, but it's just you gotta get out there before the birds do. They'll fucking oh, eat them real fast. Those fucking crackles? Yeah. It's like a goddamn Hitchcock movie every time they show up. How is it, why is everyone screaming at the same time? Fuck off! And, it, and then they walk around with their mouths open. Like this, look. <laughs> and then beak. Because there's no lips, right? So now you're just dealing with this pointy thing that wants to be fed. It is not good. If I had one of those electric tennis rackets you used to kill <laughs> mosquitoes, I would be, crackles would be flying over onto the school roof like tennis balls. I think a bow and arrow, I think it's inhumane to just salt gun a, a cluster of birds, but with electric tennis racket, golf club. Levels it out a little bit. Yeah, I think it, it, now you're just an asshole, opposed to like school shooter on holiday, <laughs> you know what I mean? Practice makes perfect. Hi, Billy. Every time I can't stop but laugh at the end of this wall. Uh, Brian Holtzman has a mural. Does he? Kind of. Kind of. Goes by the name of Perez. So, wait till you see this. No, at the very end, right where that arch is, look to your left. Looks exactly like Brian Holtzman. It's hilarious. Did you get a chance to see that? Holtzman? Yeah. When he was down here? He was actually the first person that was, uh, when I did Kill Tony, he was on stage. He was oh, guest. Oh, yeah. so you were at Antone's? You no, this so was like... I think two or three weeks after he started going to Vulcan. Uh, it was my first, yeah, first month down here in July. That's cool. He had some epic nights at that fucking place. Holy shit. He's hilarious. Great guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back in the new year to do shows at least. There should be some. channel where he's he was in Asia or something too and various around I think he's on a bit of a world tour uh, as a tourist not as a comedian that's a lot of bicycle like just it kind of defeats the entire purpose of a bicycle but that's what I mean it's like there's so much hardware and mechanics on that thing that you really just need a motorcycle license and get off the dirt path fucking moped yeah, if you can, first of all, here's my rule, is if you can go faster than I can run, then you shouldn't be on here. No. And if you can go faster than I run, if I can catch up to you and take you out, you know, laws of the road. 
I don't want a dog that I can pick up with one hand. No. No, I like big dogs. I want a great Dane or something like that. Oh, I was just going to say, I just posted a picture. My buddy's got a great Dane named Arnie after Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, you've seen my friend, that picture of my friend's asshole that I showed everybody, Boomer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boomer's got a uh, great Dane named Arnie. He just posted a picture of him. He's getting old. Yeah. And uh, went from, you know, he's a majestic, beautiful animal. He's still gorgeous, but he's, he's got that Clint Eastwood in the face. You know, you've probably done a bit of research on them, but these fuckers don't last that long. You know, oh. that's what I was told, too. But then uh, I had some friends years? that adopted, like, a 10-year-old one that was best shape of, you know. Like really? Yeah. It so, could be some mild uh, breed mix that saved the hips or you know whatever could be but I do they just they think they're like little lap dogs because I like gazelles I'll show you some pictures later he sits down on you like your lawn furniture yeah it's wild well, but I his found... feet are so pointy and they stab you in the fucking balls <laughs> when they get on the thing he's 155 pounds yeah I fell in love with him I was at a friend's down in Tennessee and uh we just got really high, and I was kind of freaking out a little bit, laying on the couch. And her uh, great thing just laid up next to me and became besties. Yeah, they really kind of just slide in, like, hey, do you want to hang out? Oh, yeah. Like, well, I had some things to do, but <laughs> you know what? Not anymore, pal. And then the day he goes, oh, big uh, catfish down there. Oh, yeah. Good eating. That's a fat one. Here. I thought I would have had some sort of like 
maybe a girlfriend here or yeah. something, but I haven't seen anything. Anything. Yeah. Nah, I... But I don't have a thing, like, I don't go, I don't meet up with my friends during the day and play softball or... No. I'm not in those mixes. It's just, I want to go to this sex dungeon. The coat check girl says she's going to crush on you. You can't wear Crocs, though, because you'll get come on your toes. Now a monkey pox, I mean... Everybody tries to fix me up with the biggest be. disaster they can find. Because they really can't nice. do it. Pardon me? But she's really nice. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they know that, that if they say that, they know it. It's really bad. Yeah. That means she's super bipolar. Yeah. Nah, I, you know... I think fucking cell phones and social media is fucking dating too, because it's like nobody knows how to directly communicate anymore. Simple as just like, hey, I don't like you. Alright, cool. See you later. I know, I know. That's a, I had those situations where I'm like, this combativeness is unnecessary. We don't have any, uh, we're not locked together. We don't have a child. We don't yeah. own anything together. We don't even live in the same building. And um, this is not a good way to spend your day. Yeah. And I uh, refuse to do that. Yeah. So, um, bye-bye. And then life. they just stand there. But they're, they're into the combat art of, of the relationship. I feel like they need something to bitch about on social media. So they, they like try to create situations where it's like... Yeah, and then they bring it into the relationship because you don't fortify their bullshit. Yeah. It gets squirrely. Is that like a... Brass band playing. Yeah. I think a lot of it too is they just have like you know these motivational quotes that are just stored up in their phone. Post. So they're like, oh. get an argument today, so I can post an RL sign fucking quote about. I do love when <laughs> he uh, didn't appreciate what he had. Yeah, the memes follow the conversation rather than be honest with the person. Yeah. They have to put coded messages <laughs> up about how they're feeling. <laughs> Wild wild now to be fair I do like crazy women so it is kind of my fault as well. I think more to be challenged crazy is a different thing that's yeah. a girl who stands over you with a knife in her teeth while she pisses in a shot glass and then when the alarm goes off she throws it in your face never happened no not yet no, some people well, call that crazy like I said I moved to Austin I call that investment <laughs> take you to a spot. <laughs> it's called the horse saddle. Horse saddle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a really cool hawk sit on one of these branches. I couldn't figure out why all the animals were going insane. And as I passed through the branches, this is hawk just... And all the wildlife, all the squirrels, ah, was just screaming. That's what I do love about down here. Like even just at my house, there's I got like tree frogs, toads, lizards, yeah. birds, fucking cranes, turtles, ducks. Yeah, great. A few different types of the insects aren't too bad. Nah, mosquitoes kind of suck down here. They're like the ones that just hurt. college girls on surfboards just all the time. They just float down the river. I heard the guy Fine, that runs the uh, paddleboard store. He puts all the paddle boards on top of each other, pours hot water through them, and drinks all the girl piss <laughs> off the top of the board. Oh, 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 oh. So he's missing an opportunity there because he could bottle that and sell it on fucking only. A little behind the ears? Yeah. <laughs> Smell number five. Pheromones. <laughs> Have you been out of Texas since you moved here? Uh, no. Like, have you taken your magic beans to your hometown and got on stage and said, well, yeah, I'm doing this now? Nah, I haven't been home and, uh, I went home for like two weeks before I drove down here. Okay. And, uh, that's the last time I did. Nice. Um, but, uh, now nah, first I traveled, did a show up in the DFW area and then down in San Antonio. San Antonio is an interesting place. It is. I went to AIT there when I was in the Army, so it was kind of wild to be back down there almost 20 years later. Well, I've been moving it down my bucket list. I'm not dead set on it, but that sheepdog training 
yeah. they offer out here, those programs. I think I do need to do a few other things in prepping to get to, uh, so that I, I don't look the fool, you know, with the jargon and the conversations, and uh, take on a rigorous uh, a workout program and stuff, get a cardio and so on, and try and get into some sort of uh, combative uh, well, tactical training, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think everybody should do that shit, like, yeah. especially nowadays. You just, totally, totally, you know, as you know, uh, like Scandinavia, I know in Norway for sure, it's a mandatory year in the military. Yeah. I did a gig in uh, Stavanger on a military base, and they gave me a really nice engraved knife, hunting knife, it was really nice. So sharp, probably the sharpest knife I've ever had in my hand. Yeah, I, I, I always get conflicted with that. I think uh, people in America should do at least one year of service something. But I also don't like the government forcing that shit on people, so you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think they should give you a choice in some sort of Olympic athletic program or a military, anything that's going to represent the country in either uh, a science, uh, education or a, um, a program that's, there's just some genetic freaks that you can't ignore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you may as well buy in on this kid now, give him all the money in the world in education and make an astronaut or whatever, right? Or get a psycho well, I guess. Yeah, I think they should. You go to the prison system that you can get your sentence shortened by being active. Yeah. Get, in, get some of those guys in the UFC. And shit. Yeah, isn't uh, the, uh, one of those UFC guys' son was molested or something oh, and yeah, killed, killed the guy? Him, man. They fucking tr tried pressing charges against him. I think they did press charges against yeah, I think he's in jail. Joe said something. I can't. Uh, um. Let <laughs> that one slide. No, it was just that uh, I went and saw his show at the Vulcan, and there was a big poster on the wall, no recordings or anything. I don't want to spill any of the beans. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I saw it. It's great. It's going to be cool. Yeah, no, his, his hour seen it a bunch of times it's yeah it's fucking great it's yeah he's been polishing that for a couple of years now so it's perfect timing with the new club and he's been busier than ever uh the butterfly effect of having a safe place to do comedy it's like honestly if you really i don't know if you thought about like ah fuck did i start too late Am I, is this gonna go anywhere did, did, did. the ground couldn't be more fertile for what yeah. you're doing right now there is no other place you just saved yourself from having to go to New York and LA. So let me explain. You just saved yourself 250 grand and six ulcers. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and beat one assault charge. That's what you so whenever you're bummed out about how shitty this coffee shop is on a Wednesday at 6 p.m., you just saved almost three hundred thousand dollars. And you would be in the same spot as you are right now. I, I'm glad I moved down here. I, I was thinking about LA or New York, and I don't like LA. And uh, no, you wouldn't. I grew up 45 minutes outside the city of New York, so it's like yeah, you never want to go back. Yeah. yeah, eventually maybe, but yeah, when now. they sign you to something, yeah, and they go, yeah, because look at your $7,000 a month apartment is not like. Do I want a vacation every year for 10 years or do I want to live in New York with three roommates? Exactly. When the, first of all, Texas on the map, perfect. You can go that way or you can go that way. Yep. Nice day. LA, New York, and it's literally in the middle of the country at the bottom. The flights are under six hours. What's a flight to New York? Four? Yeah, probably four. Four mm -hmm. hours? That's like a shitty bus ride. Yeah, I've driven further than that for way less. Yeah. <laughs> That's another it. thing, too, is because of that coast, there's more comedy clubs closer together. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to get up there and do, like, that New York-Boston kind of... 
Yeah, there's my my buddies have Tiff's Comedy Club in uh, New Jersey. Okay. You know Put your in touch with them. Uh, Sam Tripley does the Comedy Dojo out of there. It's one of the kind of LA affiliates, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, those guys are super big comedy fans. They have all the unwanted riffraff come through there. They're a good time. Mm -hmm. But um, I. Uh, yeah, that's why I want to go back to doing New Jersey because, like, you know, New Jersey being an asshole is kind of a badge of honor. So it's like you have to to survive. Yeah, or so you get rolled over by yeah. women. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Crazy Italian broad. It's fucking. Just... I grew up in an Italian neighborhood, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was rough. The girls were so manicured with hairspray. But this is 1986 yeah. Italian girls. <laughs> Look like a salt and pepper concert. Driving an IROC Z. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, they throw eggs at us on our skateboards. Zach, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me Instagram, Zgalls, Z-G-A-L-L-S. Mm -hmm. um, it's really about it right now. I, I'm on Facebook too, but I hate it. Uh, and on a future uh, episode of Kill Tony at some point, right? Yeah, I'm hoping to get back up on there again. Now that I actually have like some polished minutes that I can do. Yeah, the last three I was on, I just kind of floundered. I did okay, but yeah. nothing I was like proud of. And uh, well, you can always redeem yourself in the conversation. Yeah, you know those um people we were talking about. We didn't realize that Tony was going to talk to them, even though they ran into 150 shows. Thanks for all uh, watching, uh, everybody. a roustabout Shifting from town to town No job can hold him down He's just a knock around